You're listening to English with Monty, the podcast about the English language, talking about some positives and some negatives about British culture. Hello there and welcome to English with Monty. We're on to episode 46 and I've got somebody new on the show. It's Amy. Hi, Amy. How are you doing? Hello, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Doing really well, thanks. Thanks for coming on the show. Welcome. Um, yeah, it's really cool to have you on. I mean, my idea of having you on is just saw your Instagram and was quite impressed with what you were doing and thought, hey, you'll be fun to have on the show. So <laughs> thank that, you. that was kind of my thinking behind things. Do you want to maybe give a bit of a background of you and what you do sure. and where you're from? Absolutely. So I'm Amy running English with Amy Online. I set up my own company maybe about three years ago now. I've kind of lost count at this point. <laughs> I grew up in the UK in Bournemouth on the south coast of England, but I'm also Maltese, so half English, half Maltese. And for the last couple of years, I've been living in Malta. Okay, great. My idea today, which we briefly talked about before, was to talk about British culture and potential sure. likes and dislikes of British culture. So also, I was thinking that maybe your Maltese roots as well might give a slightly different angle on things. It will give you a comparison, I guess. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, my idea was to potentially do this with you. And then there's Ben and Gideon who are on the show as well and do something similar with them to see what their viewpoints are. I suppose the kind of structure, well, it's, it's not a proper structure, I guess, <laughs> but maybe three points that you don't like about British culture and three points that you do like. Sure. It was a friend that I met through a couchsurfing group in Bologna, Malina. So it's a shout out for Malina. Thanks for the suggestion, Malina. She suggested doing <laughs> a few more things on British culture and thought that the uh -huh. listeners would potentially find it more interesting. Okay. Do you want to kick off? Do Absolutely. You... I'll start with the positives. Too. Okay, cool. <laughs> Not cool. going so negative. I guess the top, top one of the three would be the sense of humour. The British sense of humour is so specific and doesn't stretch so far in understanding unless you're profession or maybe even lived in the UK. But it's so dry and sarcastic and it's so hard to catch. The meaning can be, it's just in the words, isn't it? I don't know, it's something I really miss since living in Malta, just having that sarcastic humour. So I'd say that's the top one. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. I mean, I always find myself, because I'm in Italy at the moment, and I always find myself kind of watching different skits on YouTube. Mm -hmm. That is one thing that I definitely miss from the UK mm -hmm. is the, the humour. Absolutely. I don't know what it's like in Malta, but Italians have this expression about English humour. The kind of expression suggests that it's not very funny. Um, I think that stretches to Malta as well. They don't find it very funny. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so, I think they almost like could get offended or just take it the wrong way, maybe. Okay, sure. Because I guess it can be quite dark and cutting, can't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I know Gideon's mentioned this before. Sometimes he's offended people because I guess we, <laughs> I don't know, we kind of make fun of people, don't we, in a way that's not supposed to be offensive, but maybe culturally some people do find it offensive, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. I think, like I said, it's not understood or perceived, probably is a better word, isn't perceived very well by maybe other nationalities because their sense of humor is just so different. Yeah, sure. And so what specifically... Do you miss, as you said, it's sarcasm, 
sarcasm and wordplay like it's Word so play. many of the jokes like made between friends and I back at home or family are in the words so yeah that I think definitely I mean because wordplay as well I think is quite an important thing isn't it it's like things it is. like I mean it's just like very simple things isn't it like puns puns exactly nuances that are so between the lines definitely because I guess with a pun the thing about puns I suppose is that they're so bad that they're good almost aren't yeah. they <laughs> exactly that's uh, exactly it in a nutshell kind of makes you smile doesn't it and just oh my god I, like I was speaking to Gideon about this on one of his episodes and I a friend of mine gave me a Christmas card and it was a very simple thing but like a minced spy and it was a mince pie looking like a spy yeah uh, exactly <laughs> yeah so it's just really really small things like exactly obviously it'd be a mince pie and the pun is it's a spy and he looks like exactly. a spy and, and yeah. obviously it's just kind of a little bit ridiculous, isn't it? So it kind of yeah. makes you smile. It does, it does. Sense of humour. Next one would be like pub culture. Malta has really tried to replicate British pubs and there's also a lot of Irish pubs here. It is not the same. There is something <laughs> so non-authentic, like, I don't know, it's fake almost and the way they've tried to do it. They really have tried to <laughs> replicate it with British beer. There's other way it's decorated inside, but... You will never replicate a British pub unless it smells of old carpet, stale, <laughs> you know, like something so strangely, darkly charming about that. When I came back to the UK, like a bad smelling pub with like really a great choice of crisps and probably an overpriced pint, to be honest. Overpriced pint. Do you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> I do, yeah. No. culture. Definitely pub culture. I mean, I think that is one of the first things I'm going to do when I actually get back to the UK. I'm back exactly. on... Exactly. Back on Friday and uh, with my conversation group in London, we go to a very traditional style pub near Tottenham Court Road huh? and it ticks all those boxes. Kind of often go there as well because it's a brewery from the north mm -hmm. of England, Samuel Smith's. Nice. Yeah, um, I need the one actually. Yeah, it's a good one. So quite a good range of beer and it's not normally yeah. too expensive compared to other places. So I'd rather have that kind of beer rather than generic international stuff, I guess. Things like ales, isn't it? And yeah, exactly. The things that often you won't find in other countries. Does that kind of staleness, does that come from the past, do you think? They haven't really washed things properly since everybody <laughs> probably, used to smoke in there. Yeah, probably. It's probably not something to be proud of. Maybe <laughs> from the times exactly before smoking became illegal inside yeah. in public places. Maybe that's it and it stayed in the carpet. Who knows? Yeah, or just spilt <laughs> beer. They yeah they probably that as well a combination combination they just don't clean the carpets yeah yeah exactly it could be, it could be. <laughs> and it also i think it's really nice isn't it to sit out when the weather is nice it seems to be happening yeah. a bit more often nowadays with climate change absolutely yeah so. absolutely that's nice as well despite the climate change yeah <laughs> yes it's always nice to sit out isn't it and yeah yeah, just sup a nice pint and just have a chat, isn't it, really? I suppose yeah, it's it's exactly. a very English thing, isn't it? A social element of English life, isn't it? Just Absolutely. go down the pub, have a it's chat. It's something, something my dad and I were discussing recently. It's so ingrained in our culture to finish work, particularly on a Friday, especially mm. office jobs, five o'clock. And it's just like such a short question, isn't it? Pub or pint? And that's <laughs> how we generally finish our week without having 
much forward planning at all. It's just a way to de-stress and cut off from work at the end of the week. And again, at least the Mediterranean, that's the focus maybe more on going home and making food for us. <laughs> the British maybe will get some crisps or maybe have some pub food, but it's so much more centered around let's relax by drinking. It is, isn't it? Yeah. And then yeah. you're often kind of head down the pub maybe half five, six as well, aren't mm-hmm. you? It's immediately super early. Exactly. And usually nothing in your stomach. Maybe <laughs> after two or three beers, you're feeling a little bit merry. And, exactly. Uh, as you say, it's kind of to de-stress, isn't it? Almost. Yeah, it's absolutely. Just speaking to your friends at the end of the day mm-hmm. or, or even work colleagues, it can be nice, can't it? Exactly. Depending on the job, I guess. That can be nice just to chew over a few things, put the world to rights, I guess, to some extent, and just have a bit of a absolutely. laugh, isn't it, really? Exactly. So exactly okay cool so in malta they do go down the pubs but just maybe not in the same way is that right yeah i think they do go or they have bars it's more the difference in the pubs themselves Mm -hmm. look feel so different but yeah the maltese drink a lot so yeah (laughs) okay fair enough so you can fit fit in in some way then absolutely yeah Yeah, i mean in bologna they do have this is where i am at the moment so in bologna they do have two or three they're kind of irish pubs there is actually one English pub, actually, strangely, um, okay. which is slightly different, I suppose, from the Irish pub. But <laughs> I guess a lot of it's about dark wood, isn't it, on the walls? And Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, yeah, that's true. They're quite dark in general. Yeah. And I guess the idea of coziness, isn't it? Um, yeah. Because I, I don't know where, what it's like in Bournemouth, kind of in the Midlands. We tend to modernize pubs quite often. The same in Bournemouth now as well. Really? Okay, yeah. So I find that often when I go down to London, like the pubs are kept the same. And I guess that's part of the charm, really, isn't it? I mean, I guess it's, Absolutely. It, it's partly because of tourism, I guess. There's that element of authenticity in London. And, and even if they tend to refurbish them, they will refurbish them in very traditional styles. Yeah, which, sure. Which I like. And I think outside of London, that's been lost. I mean, often it works out better i guess but not always yeah it does depend but yeah there is this ongoing thing now increasing thing of modernizing them and i think it's a shame because they'd lose their character when that happens yeah that's very true isn't it they do tend to lose their character that's true one tick for the uk (laughs) over malta on that one (laughs) yeah absolutely okay what was your third one my third one is actually i do go through phases of whether i like this or not but I think more recently it's a positive, mm-hmm. is the politeness of British people. I know it's quite a, I don't know if controversial is the right word, but divided opinion that we're overly polite. But when you <laughs> live abroad and you've grown up with sorry, thank you, please, one million times in a day, yeah. it does get to you. And living in Malta, probably similar in Italy, there's not much manners going on publicly. I do miss hearing people just thank me for small things. It's a noticeable difference, we can say, from the UK. I do think it's nice. I don't know if that's just going to make me sound so quintessentially British, but I miss the politeness. I mean, I don't think it makes you sound quintessentially British. I mean, I would agree <laughs> I would agree with that idea. I mean, I think often people will talk about it and maybe not kind of fully understand it, in my view. I mean, I've had it mm. from French people when they come to London and they often say it can be a little bit false, but I would contest mm. that. Sure. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's false either. I just think they didn't realise how ingrained it is in our minds. No, definitely. And also as well, I think, I don't know, sometimes there's this idea of, okay, well, you just have to tell people what you're thinking. But yeah, 
I don't agree with that because I think from a British point of view, and it is part of our politeness, it's about being a bit more tactful, isn't it? In the sense we are very tactful, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, even if you think it, you don't want to be unpleasant to somebody because often we feel, well, what's the point in being unpleasant to a person? Even absolutely. If, if we are thinking it, if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, but I guess the other side of that where people do contest is that we are so extremely in the indirect side. Mm, that mm. maybe we could benefit ourselves if we did speak up just a little more sometimes because I think sometimes we almost create such a difficult situation for ourselves where we could just say the truth a little more so I think there's like somewhere in the middle of those two extremes there's a nice middle ground maybe I think you're right and I don't know if you feel this way as a teacher but maybe I, I don't know I feel a bit more conscious of this idea sure I, I would argue I'm probably a bit more direct since I've lived abroad and the and same spent, spent time in Italy. <laughs> I didn't realize until friends visited me here, like, gosh, Amy, you really speak up these days. Like, this, <laughs> they really got me in check there. They're really crazy drivers here in Malta. Like, they just speed so much. They don't respect any driving rule. And a zebra crossing means nothing here. I don't even know why they paint the roads black like <laughs> and white because they don't stop. They don't care. And I right. really shouted one day, I'd had enough. We'd already nearly got run over a couple of times the same day. <laughs> and I really shouted. They couldn't believe it. Never could I imagine doing that back in the UK. But some reason that day, the lack of driver's respect <laughs> really got to me and they were utterly shocked. That has happened to me though as well. Bologna, they're not too bad actually. But yeah, there is an element of, okay, doesn't really matter that this is actually painted on the road. Yeah, A lot of drivers would prefer not to stop. I think they have actually improved over the last 10 years or so. But yeah, I remember getting really annoyed. I think it ended up being a nun. I shouted oh, no. at this nun who, who nearly <laughs> ran me over. Yeah. <laughs> Looking back on it, I don't know, she kind of walked sheepishly away after oh, she parked no. her car nearby. I had a mixture of feelings on that one. I was a bit like, oh, well, you know, you shouldn't be yeah. trying to uh, run me over. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It is a curious one, isn't it? But yeah, I think it is about balance, isn't it? And yeah, sometimes, I guess as British people, yeah, we don't always speak up when perhaps we should do. I would argue to some extent it's a bit of a generational thing. What do you think? I mean, like younger people, I would argue, are probably a bit better than older generations. Yeah, maybe even corresponding to could be more chats on mental health, speaking how you feel so topical, so talked about these days. It could be in a beneficial way that people are generally speaking up more and therefore younger generations. Maybe this isn't so much of an issue. That's true, isn't it? Particularly, I guess, obviously, it was before the pandemic as well, wasn't it? But particularly during and after the pandemic, there's been a lot more consciousness about speaking out for your mental health, isn't it? And yeah. People do focus on that much more, I think. Absolutely. Younger people, and they're much more aware of this fact, aren't they? Absolutely. And I think you can obviously put those two things together, can't you? If you're suppressing your thoughts and feelings, then obviously that's not healthy either, is it? And and Absolutely. Certainly with my parents' generation and definitely with my grandparents' generation, they would have done that. I would argue that certainly with my generation, our generation, I guess it's better, isn't it? People will, I think will, so. will speak about their feelings, what's going on, etc. It's kind of key. Definitely. 
everyone, I'm Gizem, a Turkish resident of London. Episode 28 is my favorite. John and Gideon have a conversation on London's multicultural makeup. If you are curious about London and want to have an idea about which nationalities living in which parts of the city and the characteristics of these areas, you should definitely check it out. Highly recommended. Okay, so we're going to move on to the negatives now. Uh, <laughs> This could be interesting, especially with our <laughs> current climate in Britain at the moment. Absolutely. Okay, I think something that hasn't really changed in recent times has always been a thing. I've never really liked, maybe this is more where I feel parties, is the times of everything. Things finish for me personally far too early in the UK. Mm-hmm. I don't like how early everything is done. I don't want to have dinner at 6pm or 6.30. It's yeah, crazy. sure. Why do pubs, like dining times, everything closes early. I do think there's a strong correlation to the weather. (laughs) That's it. But I don't like times. Just everything shuts too early, in my opinion. I agree with that concept because I guess often, I mean, you could argue to some extent we drink quite a lot because we have a short period of time to do it. And don't we? (laughs) Could be. It could be our excuse, at least. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, it's, it's part of it, I think. Malta and Italy, I guess, would be fairly similar in that respect. Yeah. You feel as if there's no rush. You can just chill and, and just do exactly. whatever you want to do. So therefore, exactly. potentially you don't rush meal or, or, or rush yeah. drinking and things like that. It's definitely more relaxed. I don't know if this is true or if it's just one of those urban myths, but apparently pubs close at that time because of the Second World War. So oh, they- really? Supposedly, I don't know if this is wow. 100% true. Definitely when they like read up on that, it sounds interesting. Yeah, read up on it because I think it was because of curfews and to wow. make sure people were in at a certain time when yeah. bombers were flying over. And supposedly they wow, never okay. changed it back. But do double check it and listeners double check that too. Don't take wow, it as okay. completely Yeah, I'm true. definitely going to research it. I heard somewhere that was the case. Maybe it could be. Yeah, okay. Could be. Yeah. And the other thing I was, because I was talking to a German student about this, and maybe also there's an element of residential areas and maybe that's another aspect, isn't it? I I think that comes into it. Absolutely. Because people would get upset if they weren't getting sleep, right? Yeah, exactly. Because I guess a lot of pubs would be in residential areas typically, aren't they? Maybe that's the other factor. Absolutely. Okay, and your other gripes? Mm-hmm. Kind of, at least in the same branch, let's say, is <laughs> I feel like sometimes we're too overly organised and we plan too much. Of course, being a teacher, I'm sure you understand this. Mm-hmm. The key part of our role is to be organised within lessons and how we run our day-to-day working schedule. However, I don't know why that has to be the case when socialising. I do not want to plan a coffee with you two weeks in advance. That's something I find (laughs) so strange when I go home. Like, Amy, what are you doing next week, two o'clock on Tuesday? Do you want to go for coffee? It's so strange. Something I really (laughs) like about living in Malta (laughs) is just text me the same day if you're in my city and you want to go for a coffee. Just a coffee. It doesn't require a week or two weeks later. I appreciate that now my friends have families, little ones. Maybe that comes into it a bit more. But still, there is absolutely, in my opinion, zero spontaneity with socialising plans. 
the only thing I think that goes against that is how we were saying Friday afternoon, like when you finish work, pint or something that's not really planned before. I oh. think in general, these events of just coffees or lunches and things are planned far too ahead. Okay, what would be reasonable? A few days or? or yeah, just it depends what it is, but like if it's a coffee, only really a day before is needed, no? I would have thought so, yeah. No, I, I, <laughs> I find that quite an interesting one because... I guess London, often you have to plan things in advance just because everybody lives in different parts of the city. That's true. I can make an exception there. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I guess, got into the habit of doing it. But also Same. that's something that I find a little bit tiring in the sense that you have Same. to fix things and fix yeah. things pretty far in advance. Not only that, but your mood might change when it comes to that day. You're yeah. making this commitment <laughs> so early on. It's true. Maybe you don't feel like doing that on the day. It's very true. And I do love the spontaneity of being here. Yeah, Yeah, the same in Malta. And I'm just wondering whether in smaller places where it's not so necessary, maybe... Could be. People are slightly more spontaneous. Maybe, yeah, it is a British trait. I hadn't really thought about it. I think it's more a British trait, though. Of course, I understand in London's such a vast city that, yeah, you absolutely have to. You could be travelling at least an hour one way to meet a friend that city but I still think it's a bit more of a British trait than the size of the place could be it could be yeah I hadn't really thought about that (laughs) I think spontaneity is nice isn't it and it is especially if you're living in somewhere where it's easy to travel about or you can just wander around takes you 10 or 15 minutes to get somewhere I guess it's very very easy to be spontaneous absolutely that's the relaxed part the easiness of it yeah absolutely and (laughs) as you say you can go with your mood can't you go with the flow absolutely that is a very nice thing yeah the last one (laughs) last i don't know but not least (laughs) (laughs) is that really a place probably (laughs) like actually the most topical one of the negatives is of course the cost of living crisis Having Ah, just been to London only about two weeks ago now, I was so shocked at how much things have gone up. It was Mm. insane. Really cost a lot just to eat out, drink out, travel around. It really is extortionate now. And not just London, it's across England. Definitely. And I think, I mean, my experience at least, and one of the reasons why I moved out of London was because post-pandemic things have really gone up and then obviously it's been exacerbated by the situation hasn't it in every country I guess but yeah I think the UK and particularly London has probably been more noticeable in terms of the way it's been I impacted so. going out for drinks and stuff and it's really costing a lot of money isn't it serious Absolutely. amount of money because I mean like, <laughs> yes it is isn't it, and <laughs> it is. I think before London was quite expensive it always was wasn't it yeah. blogs or common like internet knowledge that they would tell you always one of the most expensive cities in the world I think always at least top 10 let's say yeah in that regard you know you're always going to be spending more in that city but still it's a noticeable increase it is isn't it and I think even with things like rentals as well it, oh, it seems to be seems to be much more of an issue with rentals really is people can't find properties so the prices are going up because of that i guess from what i've read as well cost of living's not coming down very quickly yeah the the b word as well has definitely impacted hasn't it it Uh, has there's been a few causes for this but yeah that as well exactly so yeah i mean i think brexit is an impact and it seems that at the moment the british public has realized it wasn't a good idea i was always a strong remainer yeah me too <laughs> unfortunately they should have realized what was coming let's say 
Well, I guess so. I mean, I suppose we never really knew, did we? But I mean, from what I read at the time, I saw nothing that would have convinced me to say leave. Yeah, the same. But obviously people did for various different reasons. And it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I mean, my my, my feeling is probably over the next 5, 10, 15 years, we'll just spend our time trying to get closer to Europe, I guess. So, God, so depressing, like it, an unwanted friend or something. It is. It's bizarre, <laughs> isn't it? There we go. I guess that's our reality, isn't it? I suppose one element of being British is I guess we're usually relatively pragmatic. Yeah. I guess we... In that regard, we accept the reality, I suppose, don't we? And make the most of it. Absolutely. I suppose that's one element of society that can be quite good. Those are my threes. (laughs) Those those are your threes. That's great. Thanks very much. I think they were really good. Thank you. Do you want to add anything more about what you do at all or... Yeah, I guess I could explain it a little more like the day-to-day business. What I've been trying to focus on more recently is face-to-face lessons because I'm sure you felt the same teaching online during the pandemic as much as I love my job regardless I enjoy teaching so much it really did take its toll Mm -hmm. and just teaching from home and solely online for a couple of years I missed the engagement and human interaction of face-to-face lessons that's something I've kind of been prioritizing a bit more in Malta face-to-face private lessons and a group class as well I still teach online. I still have a good number online as well. Students from all around the world, mostly adults, a couple of teenagers at the moment, sometimes kids, but not very often. That's it, really. And I agree with the whole idea of doing face-to-face. I mean, it's definitely nicer, isn't it? It is. You get yeah. a lot more from it, I think. You do, don't you? I mean, obviously, there's benefits of doing things online. And, yeah. you know, I think the pandemic has speeded up that process and made people more accepting of that idea on one level that's quite nice because it gives you a bit more flexibility as a teacher absolutely definitely having that balance with people face to face I still think that's important it's just the energy you get from people isn't it and the connection that you get from people is just totally different of course it is if somebody wants to do some lessons with you in Malta in person that Mm -hmm. that would be where you you're going to be if they go over to Malta, they can look you up. Is that right? Usually I'm advertising on Facebook, but it's always my website they can look me up on. And yeah, I teach from Valletta, the capital, and we meet in cafes, basically. Okay, great. That's cool. I'll put all your details anyway on the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. And then, you know, obviously people in Malta, they can get in contact with you. No, that's great. Thanks for joining me, Amy. I really appreciate You're welcome. you coming Thanks on the show. Thanks for having me. I enjoy talking about British culture. It's always quite fun. (laughs) Yeah, me too. And we don't really know each other very well, do we? And it makes it interesting in itself, doesn't it? Just to get an idea of how other people feel. Absolutely. Thanks very much. And uh, if you want, you're welcome to come back on the show at some point. I would Uh, love to. Absolutely. Brilliant. Brilliant. I haven't scared you off. So that's good news. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fantastic. You've been listening to English with Monty. If you would like to support my podcast, then we now have a Patreon page. Patreon is a platform to help fund projects like mine. We offer exclusive episodes, discounts on lessons and an uncut version. There are other benefits too. You can donate at patreon.com forward slash English with Monty. Thanks for being a sponsor.